When pursuing your dream, you're bound to have a few nightmares. Previously, I had shared a day in the life of a singing realtor. And in this episode, I want to take a look at what it's like to be an acting realtor. We've all had that experience when you're preparing for something big, whether it be a performance or maybe a presentation at work or school. Leading up to the event, you have nightmares of the absolute worst case scenario. Maybe you're standing in front of your class in your underwear, or you completely blank and your presentation is nowhere to be found. For a performer like myself, it often involves forgetting all of your lines or the director at the last minute changing the show that you're doing to something you've never even heard of, and they expect you to know all your lines and all the songs. Either way, it's absolutely terrifying. You wake up in a cold sweat, thankful it was only a dream. Well, two weeks ago, I made my murder mystery dinner theater debut, and unfortunately, the wrong kind of dream became a reality. Now, I wanted to challenge myself and do a kind of theater that I had never done before. More importantly, I wanted to do something that didn't rely on my singing. Up till now, I've always considered myself a singer who acts. But I want to become more experienced and well-rounded as an actor. So I auditioned for and was cast in a Dickens-inspired murder mystery. My role in this particular show has the most lines of any character, and we only had one rehearsal before we opened. Talk about challenging, but I guess I kind of asked for it. I've never felt more unprepared in my life. What followed was what I would say was the worst performance of my acting career. I dropped lines. I said the wrong lines at the wrong times, all while feeling like I was drowning in a room full of people. Needless to say, I couldn't wait for the night to be over. I got in my car and made the long trek home questioning whether I had made a huge mistake, if I was even cut out to pursue a career in theater. The trouble was that I had less than 24 hours to lick my wounds before I had to perform again. But in hindsight, I'm thankful that that was the case. I was able to get back on the horse quickly without feeling sorry for myself for too long. I had to get better and fast. My ego took a huge hit, but my failure also made me realize that I have a lot of work to do. No one said that pursuing my dream would come easy. If it did, then everyone would be doing it. Unfortunately, some dreams turn into nightmares. But thankfully, the sun comes up in the morning and you have another day to work hard, do something you love, and get better. I'm happy to report that my following performance went a million times better. And my third and fourth performances this past weekend were even better than that. It helped me to remember that when pursuing your dream, nightmares come with the territory, but we can't let them scare us. We have to use them as a barometer for our ego and a catalyst to get better. Now, in addition to my current dinner theater role, I've had several auditions over the last few weeks. Some went well, others were just okay. But what's important to me is that I keep lining them up, preparing and doing my best, come what may. Here's me at audition number one. Hello, how are you? Hi, how are you? Okay. Good. Testing for camera, crazy, bro. 
Camelot. Or do I hold on to that till later? Yeah, you can okay. give that back to me. Yeah, no problem. Okay, this is the, uh, all this is available, all available dates. We certainly will be using all of them, but just okay. Sure, thank you very much. When entering the audition room, all is quiet, and all I can hear is the sound of my shoes as I make my way onto the stage. Thank you so much. Even though you usually are in a room with several people, you can easily feel very lonely in this moment. This first audition went pretty well. It was for the show Camelot, and I sang Agony from Into the Woods. I sang it well and was asked to stay for a reading. I still haven't heard anything about that audition, but at this point I'm thinking it was a no. Audition number two took me to downtown Philly on a cold and rainy day. Parking, as you can imagine, was a challenge, so I had to walk several blocks in the rain to the theater space. Needless to say, I was drenched by the time I made it there. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Yeah, I'm a little early. I wasn't sure about traffic with the weather and stuff. Now, this particular audition was for an understudy role in a play for a well-known regional theater company. Since it was for a play and not a musical, there was no singing audition. And like I said, I've been trying to challenge myself to better my acting and not rely on the security blanket that is my singing ability. As nerve-wracking as these auditions can be, I try to remind myself what a casting director once said. Don't be nervous. Just remember that this is another opportunity to perform, which is something that you love to do. So with that in mind, I enter the room. Hello. Hi, how are you? Thank you. Good. Yeah, no problem. Matt. Matt, nice to meet you. Emily. Nice to meet you. And in about two minutes, it's all over. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Good luck with everything. All right. Thanks. For those of you that don't know, auditioning is the real job of an actor. You spend days preparing, memorizing songs, lines, etc. Sometimes hours in travel all for about two minutes to show them what you've got, and then it's on to the next one. I received an email letting me know that I wasn't cast, which I appreciate because most of the time you never hear anything, and you're left to assume that you didn't get hired. Dear Jeffrey, thank you for coming out to our understudy auditions. We appreciate your time and talent. Unfortunately, we've decided to go in another direction for this role. We hope to work with you again, and we'll keep you in mind for future productions all the best. I was totally fine with not getting this one because this audition was more about getting experience and additional exposure with the director and this particular theater company. Who knows? Maybe something will come of it later on down the road. It's all about investing now. Audition number three. Once again, a rainy day. This time, my GPS led me to Bristol, Pennsylvania to audition for Jesus Christ Superstar. A good fit, I thought, since I had just finished up work on another Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. Plus, I can kind of look like a Bible character in a few short weeks of not shaving or getting a haircut. Like I said, singing has been my strength up till now. My acting has improved over time, in my opinion, but one thing that will always hold me back is my dancing. Now, don't get me wrong. I have no problem shredding a dance floor at, say, a bar mitzvah or wedding reception. (laughs) 
but that's more for comedic purposes and not to reflect my incredible dancing skills. Any audition that has a dance portion scares the bejesus out of me. No pun intended. That's why I typically refrain from auditioning for dance-heavy shows. I'm what the theater community refers to as a park and barker, which basically means I stand still and sing with power. Hello, how are you doing? Hi. Okay, so there's not really an intro to this part, but it's from Avita. We're going to start, uh, I'll stop here. Okay. Sorry, I forgot to mark that. That's all right. So I don't know how the best part to start if you just want to start with me. Sure, and then that's the like, so you want to go wrong. Okay, thank you. What are you going to sing? I'm singing um, the middle portion of Oh, What a Circus from Evita. Sing, you fools, but you got it wrong. Enjoy your prayers because you're having a long. Your queen is dead, your king is true. So after singing well and impressing them with my headshot's biblical resemblance, I proceeded to destroy any chance of being cast during the dance portion of the audition. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Thank you. You uh, pronounce your name Jeffrey or John? Jeffrey. Jeffrey, yeah. Gotcha. Thank you. Still haven't heard about that one either, but I'm assuming it's a no. That brings me to audition number four. Now, I actually forgot to hit record on this one, but maybe that's a good thing. This audition was with the theater company that I worked with back in the spring, the one that gave me my first professional theater credit. The show they're doing is The Wizard of Oz. Maybe I was a little overconfident, if I'm being honest. I figured I knew The Wizard of Oz well, and they knew me, so that should be enough. I was wrong. I auditioned with the song If I Only Had a Heart, which is the Tin Man song. I didn't realize it at the time, but that was the one I was the least familiar with. However, I thought it would be a piece of cake, but in this score, the song is in a different key, which threw me for a loop, and then I proceeded to blank on the lyrics. My monologue was okay, but once again, I was sabotaged by the dance audition. I did get a callback, but not for any of the roles I auditioned for. Now, I'm grateful that I wasn't simply sent packing, but still somewhat disappointed by my perceived lack of progress when it came to auditioning. But that's why I keep at it. That's why I keep scheduling auditions in my spare time between showing houses and settlements. Perhaps if I use a sports analogy, it'll help you gain perspective. When you miss a shot in basketball, it's your number one objective to get rebounds. You don't sulk and wonder if you should ever shoot again. Rebounds allow you the opportunity for another shot. That's why I feel it's important that I not say the words, this is my only shot. I made that mistake with my first sight and sound audition. I've had some great auditions and I've had some clunkers, but I try to always put in the work in order to give it my best shot. Some people only share their successes. I, on the other hand, want you to be with me even when I fail even if it embarrasses me to show you what happened in the audition room. That's what being authentic is all about. That's what being in community with one another is all about. That's what real person real needs is all about. This life is about growing, and sometimes growth only comes through seasons of failure. I'm challenging myself by submitting for more and more high-profile auditions. 
Someone once said, if you're the smartest guy in the room, find another room. I take that approach in pursuing my dream. We should all be trying to improve. And the best way to do that is to surround yourselves with people who inspire you, people who are better than you, so that you can glean from their wisdom and experience. Now, I know some people who are content to be a big fish in a small pond, but I want to be a hermit crab. I want to try bigger opportunities and grow into them. The more often you challenge yourself, the more likely you are to eventually be rewarded for all of your hard work. And that happened to me last Friday night. In the midst of grinding out some auditions and trying to do a better job in my dinner theater role, I received a text from my friend. My hometown theater company was having their annual holiday party, and I was given the MVP award for my performance in Avita last month. There I was, dressed like Sherlock Holmes, sitting down on my break, reading a text about how my hard work was being rewarded. It was kind of a funny scene now that I think about it. I can't recall winning very many awards in my life, and the irony of not being present to accept this award was not lost on me. In that moment, it would have been much easier to be at the party accepting my award. But I was too busy doing something that had proven to be much more difficult than I realized, all because I wanted to get better as a performer. It was kind of fitting in a way. This is the first award I received as a performer, and in a way I felt like it recognized all of the hard work I put in over the past year in pursuing my dream. What made it even more special was that the director specifically mentioned that she wanted to also acknowledge the full body of my work for the organization and not just this particular role. That meant so much to me. I really can't even think of the best way to word it, so I'll just leave it at that. In addition to the award, I received a very nice email from the owner of the dinner theater company that I'm currently working with, congratulating me on an outstanding performance last week and thanking me for bringing my talents into the group. I was floored. All I can say is that God is good. Now, please understand, I'm not trying to brag and say that I'm great. This podcast is about sharing with you some of the successes that come in addition to my many failures. I think it's important to share both scenarios with you in real time, with the hopes of inspiring some of you who may be ready to throw in the towel or give up on your dream. When pursuing your dream, sometimes you'll get rejected or you'll shoot some air balls. But you have to remember to go for the rebounds because without them, you'll never get another shot. And without another shot, you'll never know if the reward for your hard work was right around the corner. There's a famous quote by Mark Twain that makes the social media rounds every so often. The two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. This past Saturday, I celebrated my 33rd birthday. And when you come to the close of another year on planet Earth, you begin to take inventory of your life and the choices you've made in the last year. The hope is that you'll learn and grow so that you can position yourself for a better year to come. It's almost like a pseudo New Year's resolution. So what did I learn over the past year? I learned that if you don't know why you were born, then you need to do whatever it takes to make that discovery your top priority going forward. I believe that no one is here by accident. I also believe that everyone has a divine destiny, a calling and purpose for their life. How do you find the answer? Well, here's my recommendation. Question everything about your life choices. 
Why are you making them? How are they a reflection of who you are as a person? Are you trying to fit into someone else's mold? Are you trying to appease some outside influence like parents or peers? Are you merely trying to eke out a good living by obtaining financial independence and security? To borrow from Mr. Twain, the two saddest days in your life are the day you stop being yourself in order to gain acceptance or get ahead, and the day you die without ever having really lived out your purpose. If you ask me, you can't afford to reach another birthday without knowing why it is that you were birthed in the first place. For me, I was born to reflect the image of my creator and to perform using the creativity that God has graciously bestowed upon me and to use my unique perspective on the world to perhaps educate those around me and better the lives of those in my community. What does that look like? I'm not always sure. But I can tell you that it definitely has nothing to do with real estate. I hate to burst anyone's bubble, but I'd be lying if I said I had it all figured out at this stage in the game. Some days, it means making silly videos to put a smile on someone's face. Other days, it may mean putting a scowl on someone's face because I'm being true to my convictions and standing up for something I believe in, even if it's not a popular opinion. I'm on an unending quest to discover how I'm uniquely positioned to change the world, and that is what gets me out of bed each morning. Every day, I try to find ways to use my gifts to encourage others to find their true calling and discover what they've been uniquely gifted to do. It could be anything. There's no black and white answer, nor should there be. This quest should always be morphing and shaping who you are. If your answer is, I was put on this earth to be a painter or a lawyer, then I think you're thinking too small. Even if you say something more noble, like you were put on this earth to be a good father or mother, then that is only the tip of the iceberg. Think about it. You could have been born at any place or time in history. Why here? Why now? Aren't you dying to know the answers to these questions? Wouldn't it be better if you were living out the answers to these questions? In the year ahead, start doing hard things. Stop making excuses. Start tackling big things. Stop avoiding obstacles. Stop chasing someone else's dream, American or otherwise, and start identifying the things that you know you could not live without and reclaiming the dreams you'd like to be a reality. Remember, it's only when you have found your purpose in life that you can truly begin to live. For those of you that are longtime listeners, I want to thank you for staying subscribed to the podcast. And if you're new, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that on any podcatcher app that you use. It's called the Acting Realtor Podcast. Simple as that. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can email me at jeff at actingrealtor.com. That's G-E-O-F-F at actingrealtor.com. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening and Godspeed.